Yer, what's good, y'all? It's your boy AJ. It's your boy Nick. This is Hip Hop Vibes, the podcast, season two. Season two, baby. We is back. 2022. Right, new we year. We survived new that us. shit. We yeah. survived that. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> something <laughs> they took Betty White, though. They took Betty White. Oh, man, they took Betty White. At man. the very end, I was like, bro, come on, son. She was about to be in, she was about to be on it, did you? We gotta get your roommate to talk about that, man. Oh yeah, he doesn't oh, yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah. about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember he yeah, disappeared. Yeah. He was like, I, I can't talk. about Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to step out of the room. But yeah, laughing things up. I want to. Yes. I want to keep. Yeah. We don't want to start to like you know. But yeah, yeah, laughing things up. Hip Hop Vibes Podcast Season Two, the first episode of Season Two. We're gonna start it off with finishing the rest of our list. If you listen to it like last season, we started doing like a count, like a countdown, by like a list of like the top artists, top producers, albums from like each year. Started with tw- we started with twenty, we started with twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, yeah. And then worked yeah. all the way back. Yeah. The last sub, no, not last episode, but um, the last year we ended up on was nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, because we're going we're gonna go ahead and just finish the rest of the eighties. We're just gonna lump them all together. We're gonna lump them all. Lump them all, all together. together. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking a little bit. We've been, we're gonna lump up. We're gonna lump it up all together because you know this, this is before our time. It's like as you yeah, get as you get as you get further as you get further back, back less there's less yeah, less less, um, less options less release yeah. less releases. Well, like yeah. commercial wise, yeah, yeah, commercial yeah. commercial wise, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So we go ahead and start off with eighty six. Who you, who wants it? You want to take the first or you want me to go? I'll take eighty six. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yes, eighty six. That's a, that was a big year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I put for artists, I put Run DMC, and I put Runners Up, Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, though I mean, just the two of them alone, that was huge. I mean, D- Run DMC had been out for, they had their first album in like, 83, so they've been out for three years. I think this was like the big, one of the biggest records for the Beastie Boys at that time, um, Licensed to Ill. I think so that, I, was that the second album? I think, yeah, that was the second one. That was the second one. And it's like their it's like their most like memorable the memorable cover. It's like it's like one of the classic what's a classic. And yeah, um yeah, yeah. but I put Run DMC slightly ahead of the Beastie Boys. Um mm. and it's really for me it's kinda like I, I see Run DMC as um more more original. That's kinda why I put them there. Um but I mean they're both they're both dope. For producer I put Russell Simmons and Larry Smith. Since they were the ones really responsible for um for the Raising Hell album, and Raising Hell is the album I put um for Project of the Year, mm-hmm. and then second was Beastie Boys' License to Ill, and off those songs I think it's pretty clear like for me like it's tricky, it's just like classic shit mm-hmm. like that song like you've heard it a million times I mean you'll hear it like they still play that joint you play it all the time like I remember the other day I was like a commercial for someone's restaurant they're playing it's tricky I mean it's just like random shit like. That song's just been played forever. Classic. And just so catchy. And uh, and then Fight For Your Right. I think Fight For Your Right was a bigger commercial like release. Mm. Um, but for me, <laughs> it's my own personal opinion. Like for Fight Fight Your Right, it kind of plays like a rock. It kind of sounds like a rock song to me. I'm kind of like yeah. on the fence on like, is it rock? Is it rap? Does it matter? Probably not. But we're, fo- we're focused on rap here. So I was kind of like, mm, kind of sounded like a rock song a bit to me. Run DMC does have some rock inspired shit for Definitely. sure. But Fight for Your Right, I mean, I had to put it on there because that song was fucking huge and still to this day is like played. So, yeah, for me, it was really between the two of them. And it, it was close. I got to say, it was close. So, for me, 
artists I put were in DMC, album Raising Hell, producer on Rick Rubin, song. It was a toss up between Walk This Way for Run DMC and um that was Aerosmith for yeah. Oh, that was between that and um Push It. By, oh, that uh, was Salt Oh, Walk yeah, This Way. I, actually, I'm gonna have to revise, bro, because it's definitely Walk This Way. And then I put Push It for um Salt and Pepper. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's good. Yeah, like I put Walk This Way because like you know it was like it was like a huge crossover oh, song between yeah. rap and rock. So like yeah, that's. Yeah, like two of the biggest bands at that point, like doing a song together. Yeah, that's so. I I remember watching that video. I'm, I mean, granted, this video came up before I was born, but like I remember, like growing up, I, yeah, I ended up seeing the video. I was yeah, like, me too. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then of course we'll push it. Just like push it, still gets played today, whether it's like on commercials, like whatever, or like TikTok. How, how does it go again? I'm trying to remember. Ah, push it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my! I can't believe I forgot that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super catchy. That's but I was, I was gonna put. Uh, I definitely put on um, Beastie Boys as runner up though, as yeah. far as like artists and album, because that was like a popping album. Because you have a Paul Revere, you had yeah. um, No Sleep to Brooklyn. Um, it's somewhere. Yeah, they had so many singles out that one album. Uh, yeah, Paul Revere, Brass Monkeys, No Sleep Brass to Brooklyn. Monkeys, you got, yeah. yeah, like you said, you got to fight for your right to party. Like they had so many fucking singles on it. I think they had like seven singles. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Man. and I think that was the first rap album to what's it? The top to on Billboard charts. Mm. I think it was the first one. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, and it's Diamond. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's what. Yeah, I I was gonna say it went Diamond. Oh shit! I forgot it went. I forgot it went Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like look if you look at the list from like eighties for um eighty six. You like Too Short had us join out. Um, like, like the fact that Too Short was still rapping, like yeah, was rapping crazy. that early. I don't even think that was his debut album. No, that was his third album. That's in, crazy. In '86. That's crazy. Damn. Oh, the World Class Wrecking Crew, Dodgers Ray joint, like before. Oh he, shit! Before yeah. he was NWA. Oh. And they, they released an album that year as well. Um, MCM was swapping at that time actually. Oh wow! That's wild. Of course, of course, um, Dougie Fresh. Oh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn. Right. Exactly. There's a lot more. Oh, that's when the sh- oh the show came out that year. Ooh, the show came out in '86. No, you got released in '85. What came out in '86? The show. What's that? Dougie Fresh and the Get oh. Fresh Crew and Slick Rick's on there. You know it. You know it. Whenever you play, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the one revision I would make, well, actually, I might, damn. Let's, the song of the year, that's pretty contentious. I don't know which one I would put. I probably would put, um, <clears throat> I'll probably put, uh, Walk This Way, though. Mm. I think I might have to, because Walk This Way, that was, yeah. that was such an event. Like, even my dad, like, I remember my dad, like, that shit, and my dad was, like, a rock, a real, like, rock drummer. Okay. For, like, he's been, a, he's been a rock drummer since 1970. 1970. So literally, he was like, "Oh, he thought it was he thought it was cool." He was telling me about it. Like it, it really made like an impact. I love I love the cross, the cross um over yeah yeah, yeah yeah. And for me, I felt like it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool in the fight for your right because it kind of really brought hip hop, some originators in hip hop, and like a rock band at the same time. That was so cool. I love that shit. That was great. Move on to eighty five. Yeah. All right. So for eighty five, artist Elo Kuja. Album, radio, producer, 
Rick Rubin song up. I, I can't live without my radio. It's classic, right? That was a classic song, and I think was that his debut joint. Yeah, that was his debut album yeah. too. And like, what made his cool was just like it, it was something different from like compared to like you know the Run DMCs and the um, Curtis Blows and all my other cats that were out around that time. It was just a different sound, different style. Yeah, yeah. That's he said. It's like he literally set himself apart for everybody else, and I think that's what made him like. How how, how would you say the sound was different? How would you do? How would you? It was just it? like it was just like I don't know. It was just like I remember we were listening to the um, Rock the Bells earlier. Yeah, and it was just like it was more hard hitting. Yeah, the, all the other stuff. More, I can see that. Yeah, it was more hard hitting compared to like everybody else's stuff that came out. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but hard hitting like in a hip hop way, like. It's like Run DMCs was hard hitting, but it had that rock vibe to it. Yeah, so it's like yeah, 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 yeah. And I would say LL Cool J, um, some of his lyrics was kind of like harder. Like yeah, he, he yeah. kind of brought a battle rap vibe. Like exactly. He to battle yeah, people, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and Run DMC wasn't really. They weren't. They, and, would, and it they was, would talk shit about other MCs, but they weren't like, I want to battle you. And it was like there was no like battle rapper like there was, quote yeah, unquote yeah. at that time like yeah, about nothing, nobody nothing. commercially anyway. no no commercial definitely yeah, not. Yeah, it's pretty much Ella Cool J all the way yeah <laughs> yeah me too man cause I, I yeah so piggyback off of that I also put Ella Cool J I put Rick Rubin mm-hmm. I put Radio that's Project and I put Rock the Bells mm-hmm. because of just the staying power of that song yeah, like, yeah. it's been around for so long and it's still getting like I told you I, I made a beat just like yesterday that I didn't even realize has a very similar like drum pattern and the beat I made is sort of inspired by like New Orleans bounce music from the 80s and so I'm like oh like so I mean it's it's just been around for so long like that's had such staying power and then I also say um with L Cool J I felt like he his flow was like more complex and like it was more hard hitting like we said yeah, yeah, yeah but I actually also feel like it was ahead of its time like it was very very refined like it was like, a, it was very different from, like, early 80s Curtis Blow. Like, it run, he, when LL Cool J came in, it was, like, yeah, hard exactly. hitting. It was on time. It was sharp. And, like, Run DMC definitely has some of that, too. But I would say LL Cool J, I would say he was, he sounded sharper. Yeah. In a way, a little ahead of his time. It was more original. It was original. It sound. was more sharp. It was, like, more of what we think of when we think of rap today. So, I, that's why yeah. I had to put LL Cool J on there for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't. And, you know, and then LA, you know, LA, you know, he influenced a lot of rappers. He so, like, so many rappers, so many rappers, and he had, and he had that like, he had the girls like the go here like the mm-hmm. you know player with the girls love him, but he also had the shit for the guys too. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. like everything going for him at the same time. Like, and then he crazy. made a TV show. And then it was all about the girls. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. No, what's that doing? Did Chris Rock say like LO? Before the show. And before. Ah. <laughs> For real. But yeah, man. That's definitely a cool jam. Hey, that's 85. That's that's basically 85. Yeah. Um, Chris Blow had some stuff out. Too Short, again, had some stuff out. This is the second <laughs> album that came out. Of course, we're on DMC. We're crowded by the crew. Too happened. Short has to be like 60 or some shit. He yeah. sound the same, though. I think he's like 50 now. He's for like 50. real? Like, he's been he's rapping for a long fucking time. That's dope. Right. He must be one of the earliest uh, West Coast rappers because West Coast, like LA, he's from the the Bay, but uh, right, he's from the Bay, I think. But um, yeah, he but but rap didn't even come to the West Coast till like '84, so like he might have been the first West Coast rapper. Yeah, honestly, hey, he's '55. Yeah, hey, that nigga '55, bro. So this nigga, this album came out when he was like like eighteen, nineteen. His second joint. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's all I got for 85.
Yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, we go through these joints. Rip that. Yeah, 84, so 84, and it's kind of a repeat. I put Run DMC, and I don't know if this came out of 94, 90, or I mean 84 or 83, but I put um, the project Run DMC, the album, the self-titled album Run DMC, and then I put Sucker MC. That was yeah, that was 84. It was 84. It was 84. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, put, I put Run DMC because I think... When it comes to early rap, like their shit holds up. Like even now I listen to it and like it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like it like some early rap, like you like, oh like it just doesn't it doesn't quite like it doesn't it sound it, it sounds really aged. But I always feel like run DMC, something about it like man, I just I love it. I, I love Run DMC. And Sucker MCs that has to be like one of the most quoted fucking lines. It's like one of the first diss tracks too. Yeah, one of the first diss tracks. Who were they dissing again? I forgot who they were dissing. Yeah, that was. I don't think they. I don't think they actually named up anybody. Yeah, that was that. That was a hard record though. Yeah. And then for producer, I put Russell Simmons and Larry Smith. They were really behind a lot of that sound. Fast, fast. at the time. All right, so for me, what song you said? You said um. I said sucker MCs. You said sucker MCs. Okay, okay. So mine is my list is almost the same. Artist Run DMC, album Run DMC, producer Larry Smith. But for song, I'll put Roxanne's Revenge. Mm. Mm. And the reason I put that, because, like, 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 when she made, like, once that song came out, everybody started making, like, response songs to it. Like, everybody in New York was making response songs. Kara's one of his crew doing that joint. Fucking, um, it was, like, a whole bunch of people. And a lot of people were, like, making, like, response tracks to it. And that, I think that's what sparked the whole shit between the Bronx and Queens. That one, that song start like... That's when on uh, the bridge is over. That's how that yeah, song. That's oh, how that okay. song. That, that's how that song that. came. But yeah, that yeah. I actually looked that. I actually had to look that shit. Up. I was like, oh shit. So when I seen that, I was like, damn. So I put I put the song up there based off that. But if I had to do like commercially, uh, if I had to put like commercial song, I'll put Friends by um, Houdini. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Can, can everybody know that song? Everybody knows Friends. Right. Friends. Oh damn, I fucked that up. Nah, <laughs> man, you good. Bro. I cracked on that one. I'll try it again. I'll try it again. <clears throat> my bad. My bad. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, now I remember that shit from the next Friday. Shut the fuck up! Oh, <laughs> I don't even like you, D. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Man. Yeah, I overlooked that one. But yeah, commercially, I would say Friends, and then how many my personal opinion, I put Roxanne's Revenge, just because like how important it was to the culture. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, right. That's it for. That was it for it. Yeah. All right. So 83, 83. I did Run DMC again. Mm-hmm. So. I did Run DMC, uh, Russell Simmons, and Larry Smith as producer. And I did um, It's Like That. And um, I did It's Like That because it was really, um, the production I thought was really dope. Really stripped down. Very stripped down. You know, cl- like a classic it sounded like a. I think the producer was a rock musician because it really has that rock kind of vibe to it, stadium '80s rock vibe to it, and um, yeah, man, I feel like and also the ly- the lyrics. I thought the lyrics were um, were good too. They're actually like talking about real life situations yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? And um, it's still a fun record, but it's not like just a party record. So that's why I put that on there. I was basically saying the only difference is like. I put I put the song I put is like that and I also put white lines by um Grandmaster Mel. Mm. That was a deep song. That was a deep song as well. Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel. Cause that mm. was a deep song as well. I gotta hear that and one. A lot again. of people. Yeah. 
What's it about? Um, white lines, so like <clears throat> coke, coke, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like doing coke and all that. What else? What else, hold on, what else came out in '83? Real quick, Curtis Blow, <laughs> wow. Houdini, Too Short. I think just Too Short debut album at this point. Yeah, I think this is debut album. <laughs> <laughs> so now go to '82. So for '82, I said Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Album I said the message. Producer I said Arthur Baker. And song is between the message and Planet Rock. Because <laughs> we all know, like, we all, yeah. know, we all know those songs. Right? I know. That, that, that was a hard one for me, too. Yeah, like, I could have picked Yeah, I could have picked between. I was like, definitely a run up. Yeah. I'll probably say the message. I don't know. It's like, because, like, both songs have been sampled heavy. <laughs> yeah. And even if they weren't sound, but you've heard it like somewhere before. Um, damn, I don't know who I picked. I don't know what song I picked to be honest. Yeah, I, I that's put, a that's a tough one. I put Planet um, Rock. You put Planet Rock. Yeah, I'm going against um, the grain. I'm saying the message then, <laughs> just because you said Planet Rock. We'll cover both. Right. Yeah, because I, I think Planet Rock, in terms of production, using the 808 for like mm. the, one of the first times. And I'm not. I, I'm not sure if the message uses the 808 or not. I think it's. It, uh, I mean, it's definitely drum machine, but um, the the 808 using they, Planet they, they Rock. They definitely use Sims Heavy. The snare, like literally, just from a producer standpoint, uh, the okay. snare in, in Planet Rock is literally the same. It's like the same trap snare that was been. It's been popular all the way up until like mid 2015. Yeah. So it's like. For me, and also, I, I like, I produced a lot of electronic music, like house music and stuff, um, and I also love that shit, and so that was so interesting, like, the electronic, so they sampled, like, a German electronic group called Kraftwerk, and they, like, put these samples in there, and it's like, it's like, it's just such a weird song, it's weird as shit, like, their outfits were crazy, like, Everything about it was really crazy, and apparently recording it was also like very interesting. People from different backgrounds, different ideas, and it was just like it was just weird. It was like electronic. It was like rapping, but it was just weird. And that one's been sampled so many fucking times. Yeah, like, it's been sampled so many times. I can just think about it right now. We we went down the list. Um, no, actually, I didn't go down the list with you, but I was thinking about a couple ones. Um, obviously the, the city girls just put out twerking later. That's just like that's yeah, yeah, copy yeah, and paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like um, Universal Mind Control, Common, Pharrell, mm. like they sampled the shit out of that. Like it's been sampled so many fucking times. Like, and the 808 has just become like the staple. Like 808 was not that popping in the 80s. It actually it actually failed. Like it actually didn't sell well at all. Mm. And then um, you know, with boom bat rap, it was more about like samples, like actual live drums yeah. that were sampled. But then like come early 2000s. And like Lil John and shit using like straight 808s in Miami bass music using a lot of 808s and also New Orleans bounce using 808s. All that shit like eight, the 808 is like the fucking drum machine, bro. It's like the instrument, and um, so that's why I give it to Planet Rock. That's mm. why I give it a little bit of an edge. I see it that because like producer standpoint, yeah. I look, I look. That's why I put the message like because I look at it from like a lyrical standpoint. Yeah, I can and then see also that. like Mad People sampled yeah. that too. Like Ice Cube sampled it. Yeah. Um, Diddy sampled the joint. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's been sampled like all over the place. Just like I think that's Planet the Rock. I think that's the better song. 
I think honestly, I think the message is the better song, mm-hmm. definitely lyrically. But I would say overall, the message is a better song. Yeah, but I, Planet Rock for me, the beat. I like yeah, the beat yeah. And that's, like, that's no one else me. is doing shit like that. that for me, that's, that's yeah. how I break it down. I feel that. And that's pretty much it for YouTube because I think the only other person that came out was like Curtis Blow. They put out shit every year. Right. All right, go on to um, 81. So for 81 artists, I put Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> album, I put April Wonder. Um, producer, I put Jigs. And a song, I put Apache Jump on it. Oh, shit. Remember that right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that was like the biggest thing that came up. Him and fucking, um, again, him and Curtis Blue. Them and Curtis Blue. Commercially, <laughs> anyway. Commercially. Yeah, I didn't go as co- quite as commercial with this one. I kind of put... um. I put Disco Disco Fours um, as artists mm-hmm. and a, a bunch of songs that year. One of them was Do It, Do It, Do It, which is like, I listened to it and just, it actually like sounds dope. Like they're on beat. They're like, it was like, it's like four, it's four rappers all coming in and out. Like I thought they sounded great. And I put uh, the producer that was, uh, his name is Barry Pumpkin or something like that. So I put, I put him as producer. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like neglected the other joints to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Otherwise, kind of like, yeah, it's only but so much. What was the 81? Yeah, I was oh, 81, okay. so you got 1980. All right, so 1980, Curtis Blow, Alan, Curtis Blow, <laughs> producer, Rocky Ford, and JB Moore song. These are the Braves. <laughs> bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the brakes. That's the brakes. <laughs> the IRS wants your money. That's the brakes. That's the brakes. <laughs> he told. He told you his life story. <laughs> right. No bulls. That's the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He gets another bitch pregnant. That's the, the brakes. That's the brakes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Yeah, man, that was easy as shit. I did that really would put the same thing. Curtis Blow, <laughs> Rocky Ford, JB Moore. I mean, Curtis Blow, Lily, 79, that was the first gold single in hip hop. And it mm. was, and I'll give you the story Christmas Rapping was what it was called. And it was really like two like regular working class people from New York who wanted to make a little extra money. And I've always said this. Christmas songs are such a good, such a good investment. There's a reason why Mariah Carey has made over sixty million dollars in royalties off of a fucking Christmas song. Right, like that's crazy. It's a check every year. So they literally made a song like you know let's make some money, let's make a song, a Christmas song, and it's called Christmas Rapping, and that was the first gold single mm. of rap. Yeah, and it's the first one, first one. And so Curtis Blow from there, he was like, okay, so this is like this is time for it to make like the first star in rap and he was the first star he was like the first star of rap music and so um i definitely put the breaks because that's definitely the song and i actually like the song too because it has um multiple meanings because the breaks like as a production technique like that was how they made the meet the music in the beginning where they would sample the breaks in the music where there would be no vocal and just the drums they would break that and then paste it together to make a beat. But he's also talking about the other meaning of breaks and just like bad shit happening, you know what I mean? Just like um, catching a bad break, you know, as Mm -hmm. you say. And then, but I did put a, uh, I put a, 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 um, 
a runner-up song though that I never heard before until today. But uh, it's called "Vicious Rap" by Tanya Winley, and I was like, I was surprised. Like, I was surprised by it because, um, and her her father ran a record label in Harlem, like a rap label in Harlem, and she got all into rap. And she like the the rap she like she get she puts together is like really impressive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, her flow was better than better than Curtis Blow. And so I I I had to put I had to put her on the list. And also you know being representing. Um, yeah, the small minority of females in rap. I thought mm. like that was really. I was actually surprised. I didn't. I was surprised that there would be like a song um, that early. But that's probably my ignorance towards like female rappers. No disrespect, but I just don't really. I haven't heard that much, for at least in the early times. Um, other than like Salt and Pepper and like shit like that. But um, yeah, man. That's what I put for for nineteen eighty. And then for 79, I mean, it's pretty much obvious. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even write it down. <laughs> um, I can read it off your screen, or yeah, you can read it off your screen. It's basically, yeah, yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah, so, Sugar yeah, Hill 79, Game. 79, Sugar Hill Game. Um, album Rappers Hill Light. Game, Rappers Light. Sylvia Robinson, producer. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be it, man. Yeah, because like, one, one of the first rap songs to like, hit the radio. Tell the story about how it got Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, oh hell, hip hop got his name because shout out to my um, shout out to my friend bro Reggie B. He's a he's on DJ. Um, he's an OG. Yeah, he's OG, but he's DJ. Yeah, yeah but, but he was DJing like you know right when like rap was like coming about and all that shit. Oh my god, mm-hmm. we gotta get him. So he like when I seen him DJ, he used like he still used like actual vinyls like oh yeah 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 yeah. So, so that was shit. That shit was cool. He was, he was teaching me a couple things like a while back. But um, so basically what he told me was um. You know how the song starts living the hip, huh? The hippie, the hippie, hit. See, it is, yeah, yeah. So like, anytime the song, like, it's on the radio, people hear like, yeah, what's the hip hop song? And then boom, that's pretty much how hip hop got his name from from rappers to like. <laughs> that's so real. Yeah, is it like? That's so real, man. That's so crazy. And that just started a whole fucking culture, like you know what I'm saying? It really did. It started a whole culture, like just off that. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Like that story, I believe it's. I know that's true because it's like, it's like so. It's like chance. Like it's just destiny. Like it just happened. Like yeah, yeah. like it just it, it, it like because I I would if if it was me, I would do the same thing. Oh, oh yeah, what's that? What's that song? Hip hip hop, hip hop, yeah, hip hop. You would easily yeah. do that, and then so you can see why everybody. Oh, someone in this neighborhood is asking about it, and then somebody in this neighborhood is asking about it, and they're all saying right. They're all saying hip hop. They're all saying hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Then a new song comes out. Like, what's the other hip hop song that came out? Right. And, you know. And you know when they wrote it, just sticks. when they yeah. wrote it, they, they, they you can't you can't like you can't like uh, what's the word uh, premeditate that like oh, yeah man, they're gonna they're gonna do this but just like. That's just so natural and like how it came about. I think that's so dope, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. Organic just came about. But uh, for artists, also for one of our bosses, but Grandmaster Cass, just because like he was a heavy like influence in the hip hop game as oh, well. Sure. Like people like, like Grandmaster Cass, um, DJ Cool Herc. Yeah. Um, you know, what I'm saying they were there for like the very beginning. You know, hip hop started in like what seventy three. That's just almost fifty years old. No, wait, it's fifty. Yeah, almost fifty. Yeah, man. Yeah, almost fifty. Okay, yeah, I had to make sure I get my shit. Right. I had to get my shit right. Yeah. Hip hop's been around for almost half a century. It's crazy. This is wild. Yeah, forty like forty two years. No, it's like forty eight now. Huh? Yeah, forty. Like no, like hip hop first started like in like seventy three. Oh. But like shit. it didn't go. It didn't go like it didn't start getting like radio play until like. Well, what's seventy three? I don't know. But it was just like all, all underground stuff. Oh okay. Yeah, like still like it was still like like local shit at the time. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. I don't know anything about that. 
Because it was still coming like you know from behind. Yeah. Disco. It's like recorded, yeah, demos and shit. Yeah, basically like that. Yeah. So those mad songs are out there that came out like earlier than '79, but like, yeah. As far as like radio, as far as like radio play and shit like that. The first time I ever heard rap was an Earth, Wind, and Fire song that came out in 1973. Mm, When they say like, there's like a little break, and he just says, "I I just want to rap to you." Real quick, and he, like they break off the music, and he's just like just speaking all this like spiritual like shit. I always love that shit. It's like all this deep spiritual shit. But I remember I, when he said that, I just want to rap to you. And I was like, oh shit, is that is that like how like, so the term had been out it there since seventy three? Exactly. So you know what I mean? And then like I, later on in my life, I met some people who grew up in that era, and um, they, they he would say the same word. He used to always say that like. Let me rap to you real quick. Come here. I want to rap to you real quick. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that that yeah, that was like, whoa. I was like, oh, rap. Like <laughs> that's how the fucking word probably came about. Yeah, that's just wild, bro. Like, <laughs> just like looking back at this list, bro. It's like it's like, bro. Like look at all the years we fucking did, bro. Like how many decades is that? I mean, it's like that's like four decades. Like four decades, bro. Then. yeah, four decades. Four fucking decades. Damn near five decades, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the eighties, nineties, yeah, yeah. We like like in four decades. decades. Yeah, yeah, bro, four four decades, four full decades. That hip hop. That's fucking wild. And then just look at the different like how like progressed. Yeah. Like you go from Sugar Hill to fucking Curtis Blow to One yeah. DMC yeah. to LL DMC to LL to Rock Kim. Rock Next thing you know, you got Slick Rick, Easy E, NWA, and all them. Dre, um, Trial Call, Quest, Nas, Snoop, Biggie, Pop, like Eminem, Eminem, DMX, Jay Z, Fifty, Fifty Cent, Wayne. Kanye, Jeezy, like that's just wild. Drake, I know, and we'll we'll talk about this later. But I think we also got to do an episode on. Um, where we think the future. Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a, that's something I want to talk about. I was just talking about that with my wife tonight. I'm like, I'm just curious where it's gonna go. Right. I can see it spoiling the whole century though. Worth it, Bob. I can see that happening. Hopefully, I'm alive at that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'm alive at that. Like hip hop was 100 years old. I remember them days. Yeah, <laughs> right. You were like, yeah. I can go jack it over. Like in my day, we had real hip hop. My day, we had hoes in different area codes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you be like, granddad. Like, oh you traffic. You be like, move, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Granddaddy funny. You say all kinds of shit. You just have my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> want me. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What I'm, did grandpa say? Oh, my God. I'm being bad influence my grandchildren. <laughs> If I ever get to that point, a little willing. <laughs> I'm be a horrible influence. I'm be cussing all the time. Uh-huh. No, no, I said I remember this one video on IG, like, Dad say good morning, morning niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you said that shit, morning niggas. <laughs> That's, That's gonna be me when I get older, bro. I swear to you. <laughs> when I get age, I'm, I'm be I'm be savage. You can just get away with that shit though. You're old. No you bullshit. Say, like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> like, why you expect me to change? A seven five? Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, that runs up the list. 
wraps up the list. Oh wait, should we do should we do a um, Mount Rushmore? Oh yeah, we gotta do the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only for the eighties. Yeah. So I'll start. Yeah. De- it's definitely gonna be <clears throat> uh, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Probably number one for me, but I, we don't have to number it. Run DMC four is it four or five? It's four, it's four. four. Okay. Run DMC. Uh, I'm gonna say Run DMC. I'm gonna say Run DMC. Run DMC. <laughs> Fucking Run DMC. You know where my head's at. I'll put all three of them, bro. Run DMC three members. So yeah, uh, I'll put I'll Run. Put, I'm put DMC. DMC. I'm put, put JMS. Uh, okay, run, it's definitely Run DMC. It's definitely gonna be Curtis Blow. It's definitely gonna be. Um, I'm gonna put. Oh man, I'm kind of stuck between. Um, I'm gonna put Beastie Boys. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna put Beastie Boys. That's three. Oh, and then I'm I'm kind of stuck between LL Cool J and Rakim. Mm. Oh, that's kind of fucking hard, bro. I think I'm gonna put Rakim. Mm. I'm gonna put Rakim. I feel that. Because, yeah, I, I'll explain why, because I think it's it's really tight. But No, I get why. No, I understand why. You, you, I'm pretty sure you had the same reason. But me, Run DMC, Rock Hill, uh, Curtis Blow. Uh, just copy my list, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just copy and paste my list, bro. I think I might put L.O. as number four. Yeah, I'll probably put LL. Yeah, I would say, I think, I think in terms of productivity during the 80s, I think LK, LL Cool J came out first, he came out before Rakim did. Mm-hmm. Um, and LL, I think LL was maybe more of like a staple in the 80s. Rakim came in the 87 a little later on. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I think, when I think of Rakim, I think... He inspired like some of my favorite MCs, like Nas yeah. and shit. And yeah, I, I think Rakim, like oh, Rakim's style, I think I would argue that Rakim has affected hip hop more in the long term yeah. than LL Cool J. Because exactly. um, I think LL Cool J, LL Cool J was dope, but I just feel like. I can think of like 10 Rakim clones, and I can't think of 10 LL Cool J clones. If that makes sense. No, I, can I, get think, I get that. That's, what, that's my personal opinion. I get you that. feel free to disagree, though. You, no, you no, said no. you put LL Cool J, though. Why'd I you put LL Cool J instead um, of um, Rakim? What's your reason? No, I'll put Rakim. I'll put them both. I'll put them both. I, I said Run DMC, Rakim. Oh, you, so you left out Beast Boys. I, I left Beastie out Beastie Boys. I left out Beastie Boys. I kind of want to leave out. <laughs> I kind of want to leave out Beastie Boys. No, I see why you put Beastie Boys. I put Beastie Boys in because... Well, I'm just explaining to the listeners. Like, I put Beastie Boys in because... They just like the sheer influence they had on like pop culture, on like you know, on introducing rap to a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, a lot of us white listeners they just want to listen to other white people doing the music. That's how a lot of people are, not really me, but other people. So, when people in the white suburbs, all these different kids started hearing um, Beastie Boys, they got that was their way to get exposed to rap culture. Mm-hmm. And as the years have gone on, like. You know, that's a big part of the country and there's lots of people that have fueled into it. So I feel like for a lot of white kids, Beastie Boys were kind of was kind of an introduction to hip hop. So that's why that's why I put them on there just because um, And plus they kinda like broke the mold for like other rap rap other white rappers to like, you know, put put in the game. For sure, yeah. Like Eminem, another one, Eminem, um we listened to Paul Wall earlier, Paul Wall, um 
Yeah, I mean like Mac Miller. I mean, yeah, all Asher. all of them like and speaking as like a white producer, it definitely took it took me to see another white producer be like, "Oh yeah, like I I can do that shit." Like to be honest, I was like, "Oh, Scott Storch, look, he's he's doing it. Oh shit, I I can do that shit too." Yeah. Um so I just think they had a big they sold millions of records yeah. and all that shit. That's that's really why I put them on there. No, I, put, no, I, I just don't think they're as original as, as one name C. Yeah, no. I just don't I think they that. are, man. I, I think they really bit a lot of the style from that, but that's just me. No, I get that too. Yeah, I think that's probably the reason why I let them off. Because <laughs> like you, you can definitely hear the similarities between two. Like it's three of them, it's three of them. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing the rock rap. They're doing the rock rap. Yeah, I'm but sorry. it's just like yeah. you know what I'm saying. But it's like they're white, so like they can get yeah. To, so like since they're rapping, they can they get to the black audience. But since they're white, they're going to get the white audience. You know? Yeah. And that- even with today. Is like the white audience buys more of the records, right? The white the concerts, compared yeah, to like, right? They have, well, they have more money, you yeah, because of for systematic reasons, but also right. because of sheer numbers. Exactly. So that's part of the reason. Yeah, it kind of leaves a, it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth because like you see a black group making music that's just as good, but oh, just just because they're white, just because of that, they can go that much farther. Exactly. It's, just, it's so unfair. It's just so unfair. Yeah. And um, this is the fact of life, but that's part of why I put Run DMC ahead of them. Though for real, yeah, you definitely got to put Ramsey up there for sure. Um, but I think me, why I put LL was just because like I think he was more consistent, like in the eighties, like going on to the nineties, all the you know all the way up until the TV yeah. show. Like he was like consistent, you know what I'm saying? Um, with the hard hitting shit, it wasn't really until the nineties we started started kind of like softening up his tone and style and all that. So I started making songs like Round Away Girl and um doing it well all them shit like that you know what I'm saying but he still had an influence not as big an influence as like Rakim or like or DMC or uh, whoever else but like if you guys like a lot of people like like for example like Tyler the Creator he was like big like Elo fan so like shit like that so he still had an influence I think you're right yeah I think he I think he's had more com- way more commercial influence than Rakim yeah, oh, definitely. To be yeah. honest. Because Rockham stayed with the whole, you know. Underground. The underground. He never really I don't even really really see underground, but kind of more like. He stayed in his lane. He yeah. didn't try, try to go commercial. I think, you know, I, I think underground is the right word for it. Yeah. Because I, I feel like he, yeah, he never. <laughs> yeah, he, he never, never. like, quote, quote, I don't want to say sold out. Like, but like. No, nah, he, just, he just never became like a superstar that was noticed beyond rap circles. Like yeah. everybody in a rap circle knew who Rakim was, but you have a lot of people who don't listen to rap. And so I don't think he's really, I don't think the bigger societal consciousness mm, like recalls yeah. Rakim's legacy as much as they would LL Cool J actually, because I think LL Cool J had the pop songs, even like, even up until what, like it was like the late two thousands, the definition he had that album, like, we just played the, the J Lo song he did like oh, yeah. that was a late, the mid two thousand so like yeah, I think they had like Headsprung Headsprung that, yeah, 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 yeah that came out what oh six oh six I yeah. bought the I bought the album just for that beat oh wow literally <laughs> literally I like that beat that much um but uh yeah I, I would say he actually had more influence than um than Rock Kim I think yeah, um, from a commercial standpoint from a commercial more pop standpoint I, yeah I, I think that. from like a lyric like a lyrical kind of standpoint like Rock Kim Rock Kim if he advanced. He advanced the the rap um form like the, yeah, the technical nobody, the nobody technical was, nobody was rapping like that like nobody bro people were scared of him because he was so like he's he, people were scared honestly I I think that's that's what I read like people were no one to battle him 
Um, but he was so chill with it at the same he time. He was so, that's, that's the thing. That's what made it like, cool. Like, that's what made it cool. It's like, you're scared of this dude, but like, this is a chilled ass nigga. But right. it's like, I still scared of him. Yeah, I still scared of this dude. Because he's fierce as shit. Because yeah. he make you like a fucking fool if you right. battle him, bro. Because he, he, the way he, I, I think it's also the way he would think. Like, you know, he would just, he was thinking a mile a minute. And you can see that mm-hmm. in his raps. Like, that's why, you know, one of my favorite MCs is Nas. And that's why I, I'm like, yeah, there would be no Nas without Rock him. Oh, for sure. None. Like, even, like, uh, Cool G Rap came a couple years later, like, Rock him. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Any, all the New York, all the New York DMX, guys. That, DMX. DMX. Rock him. Even, um, even, like, Hove and the way he can rap, like, his, with the, the with the switching up the flow all the time, multiple, mm-hmm. all these different patterns, and, like, that, with that cold complexity, that came from Rock him, man. A lot, a lot of that New York shit came from Rock him. That's why I, I'm, like, he definitely needs to get his flowers. Oh, he, do, sure. he does. He does have music circles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you I mean some people don't? Some people don't sell out or don't you know don't make it on that level. I mean, that's yeah. a, that has, and there's no, nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that either. No. Some people because some people literally don't want that. Yeah, some people don't. Some yeah, people yeah. don't. For sure. Like I'm comfortable. I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I'm straight. Absolutely. So I, get it, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, that took like how many episodes? That's like, I think that was like eleven episodes. Of like as far as the list, yeah. as far as the list goes, we did like eleven episodes That's of that. Shit. Yeah, because it was like what three episodes per decade, for the most wow. part. And then with the eighty, we just cut it to two. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Yo, what if we did a uh, Mount Rushmore of all time? I think that'd be fun. That would take a minute to do though. I, I, Rock M definitely up there for me. Rock M is definitely up there off gate. As far as like the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, all right. We could do the we could do the best, and then we could do uh, like yeah. Uh, we could do the best, and then the most like then, like our favorites. Yeah, yeah. Cause when I say best, I mean like you know from like a non biased standpoint. Like me, I don't listen to Ron Kim like that for real, for real. But you can't deny his technicality. Yeah, his technicality, technical and skills, and like yeah, delivery and shit. His own how he contributed to the culture, to the hip hop culture, so. You definitely can't deny that. So Rock M for me would definitely be up there. Like honestly, if I was to make a like a you know, remember how they were making like the um top fifty list, like the best yeah. of all time. If I was doing it for not my standpoint, I'll probably put Rock M as number one. Oh wow. Probably, probably. Wow. I mean I would definitely have to do more research on like everything else on like all the other Rock Yeah, we we don't we don't have to do it today. No, 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 no. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying Rock M would definitely be up there for me. Off gate. Yeah, man, that's that's a- I'm trying to think of like the biggest commercial. If I was doing commercial shit, mm. I put that. That'd be interesting. Like, yeah, but yeah, that's definitely another topic we can do. We're gonna talk about other topics we're gonna do for the season too. Yeah, yeah we yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the end of the list. Therefore, it's the end of this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. First episode of season two. We coming to swinging this year. Yes, I can't, sir. I, I ain't telling you everything that's going on, but like. This shit's about to be fire for yes, real. Sir. I got so many fucking ideas, bro. Like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. With that being said, I'm your boy AJ. Your boy Nick. This is Hip Hop Bias, the podcast. Catch y'all next time.